Welcome to Dark Fire Tavern, where heroes meet. The name's JF, better known as Darth Frog, and with me is a well-rested Prabhu, the one and only Narakesari, back from a weekend getaway with the family. How's it going, buddy? Hey, dude. Pretty awesome. Nice, chilled and relaxed. How about you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Well, guess what? This is episode 10, and what we're going to be talking about today is, of course, the part two of Mindbender uh, main event. And we're also going to look into a PvP castle as we think that one new piece of epic gear might just have given us a more diverse meta. But first, we're going to talk about the event. Brabs, you got your 20th win. First guy to do that. Congratulations. Thank you. Much appreciated. I hadn't even thought about that till you mentioned it to me last week. And I was like, whoops. And so this weekend, I said, well, I need to at least get one win in. And I pushed on the Friday, and I managed to get it then. And lucky, luckily enough, I did that, because then the missus surprised me with the vacation on Saturday. So we were off for the rest of the weekend, and uh, yeah, just got back uh, this morning. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I mean... I've only got the two wins and I know how hard it is. And uh, when I see that 20, it just uh, completely amazes me. But you know what is even uh, more mind boggling is the fact that Kuya Cleric, who's been retired now for what, four or five months, has 16. And, uh, well, you know what? Thankfully, he retired. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> so that you could get some wins. Yeah. I remember you used to finish second all the time to uh, to Kuya. So that's where all your second place comes in. Yeah. And after a while, after that, it's like, I managed to get a few wins in. And then Vast uh, decided to keep uh, knocking me back. And he's like, sorry, if uh, Kuya's out, then uh, I'll be taking some of those as well. <laughs> yeah. Talking about uh, knocking back, that was my saddest uh, moment this weekend when uh, Pocahontas and I were going crazy on the duo level. And as I've said many times, this is my favorite event is the duo. And I loved it. It was so much fun. The fact that they gave us mobs, like swarms of mobs with the two heroes being single target. No, sorry. Anch, the new guy, is he's so slow, though. Like his um, AOE is just didn't really do the trick to get them all. But Anyways, it was super fun. I had a lot of, uh, I pushed really hard on that one. And then uh, Pocahontas got me uh, at the end. But, you know, congrats uh, to them. Sleeping beauty, right? You got you while you were asleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every single time. Well, it was it was Pocahontas that made me push for uh, boss for my second win. So it was, uh, I just wasn't going to do it this time. It's like, I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay in bed. Thanks. Uh, what was your favorite event? I enjoyed the, uh, which one was it? I think it was the castle event this time. It was just for the new heroes. And with the restrictions in there, I th it was, it was a, they used a strong world again, right? So you yes. only allowed to use certain heroes again. And um, yeah, so it was typically we, we would use Makash, etc., at the later levels simply because it's so strong, right? It brings SCC, allows you to, to lock down certain things. Yeah. But I guess with the new item or with the new meta that we're going to discuss later on, it kind of like led into that for me. So it was kind of like a good um, good way for me to get an idea of what we can do later on. Yeah, in the brawl, I was... Castle, which was which one? 
was the yeah, second one, right? Saturday. Yeah, no, Castle was first for a change. Typically, they'll do race on the Saturday and Castle on the Sunday. They actually had Castle first. Right. And that's the one I actually didn't enjoy because they had the two tickets um, rotation because they had Boss and they had the Brawl. I know a lot of people will enjoy the fact that they were able to spend 100% of their energy on the Earth Essence dungeon, which was a good thing in that aspect. But having tickets that respawns one to get them full was an hour and 40 minutes and the other one was three hours. I just found it was just too much. Me looking at my phone, what am I doing and stuff like that. So I kind of didn't really enjoy Saturday as much because of that. I get what you're saying because the tickets tend to put more off. Uh, you better keep an eye on it otherwise you'll miss out kind of uh, feel on the events. But it's also something that the community had bugged the devs for for a while. Right? It was like, guys, we need Earth Essence on a Saturday. Give us something. We had uh, Double Essence for a while. For a couple of times, we had we've had a few other things that the team that the dev team have put in for us. So I think it was a nice change. Um, I appreciated I the effort. Say, I must, yeah, I must say that I was driving, so I did miss out on some energy because I did get capped. So yeah, I can't complain too much about it. No, and I oh boss, we didn't even talk about boss, which was the most uh, exciting part of uh, something new type of thing with not allowing us to bring in support heroes. And I think that was probably done with the devs saying, okay, they are getting too crazy of scores. What if we took away their Dagmir and their Klex? That there's no other reason they did this, right? Yes, I said. Well, so many people just got Klex. And they were just biting at the, chopping at the, how do you say it? What's chopping at the bit, yeah. <laughs> chomping at the bit to uh, use clacks and they just couldn't. And so a lot of uh, people in, uh, in the clan were super sad, but uh, honestly, like back to the, the devs, they're looking at the scores crazy and they're like, okay, we got to do something. So it, it had to be those two. Yeah. Do you not I mean, agree? Yeah. Cause so my minus part one. You didn't have the restrictions, but what they did was typically boss would cap at 18, and then you'd repeat 18 until you ran out of tickets. Right? right. You could just cycle the thing. But then they pushed it up to 20, and that was like, whoa, 20 was hard. Right? And But because you didn't have the restrictions, you could still get a decent score. Yes. I mean, I was still getting like around 110 to 130. Yeah, same here. Uh, 130,000 on uh, boss 20. This weekend, without clacks and dag, so that means half the attack speed, almost half the amount of damage, because there's no clacks. And I was lucky if I was getting twenty-five thousand damage, simply because my team is getting wiped so quickly. They just couldn't keep up. I did not even make it to twenty. I didn't buy any tickets though. Like I said, it was just at one point it was too much with the the whole ticket thing and rotation. Plus, I had a hockey game to uh, to watch, you know, important playoffs for all the Canadians out there. Canadian fans, yes. Maple Leafs, down. Okay, that that's all. I'll, I'll come back to the game. Um, so, you know, my mind was somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, I just I just didn't feel like uh, doing the tickets. And I, I did well enough uh, wherever it landed because I was that the, that was the one with um, with Lynx, right? Yeah. No, was it with Lynx? No, it wasn't. 
I can't I, I can't remember the rewards were. Sorry, my mind was totally elsewhere this weekend. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, so anyways, I wasn't too worried about it. And our our place clan wise, because it was a clan boss again, um, clan leaderboard. Sorry, we were so far from fifth place and so far behind uh, third place that it was just like, there's no point. And I just left it. So I didn't even make to level 20, but I did really enjoy it. It was it was fun trying to see how much more you could get out of those guys. And it was also very interesting to see how much you really relied on uh, those two. And for me, Dagmir is such a tank as well, right? She does so much damage. I remember like last episode, I talked about Klex and how he's kind of useless beyond his amazing ability. But Dagmir, take away her ability, and she's an amazing damage dealer, really. Yeah, I mean, her damage is decent, right? She can also tank up front, and the buff that she gives from her ability alone, right? So, uh, yeah, so her leader ability is what makes her brilliant. Her standard ability, which is the main ability, uh, which gives the vulnerable debuff, that doesn't affect bosses. Right. Right? So you're kind of like, well, what's the point of it? But when you have ads coming into the mix, so it's kind of like, well, we can make uh, make the AI vulnerable using ability and then finish them off, right? So it just adds that extra bonus to it. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things to do is to have a Dag, you know, whenever it gets to the later bosses where she can't clean up the ads and she she makes them vulnerable. And then I have Lynx on the other side shooting her daggers and killing a, a slew of them, right? Because they're they're weak now or vulnerable and she's such an awesome hero for boss. And so I really missed her. I missed her more than I missed uh Klax for sure. Yeah. I mean, cause that's the thing. I think we've, we spoke about the uh, synergies with, you know, with different teams and stuff like that. And vulnerable gives makes, makes the enemy take 50% more damage. Right. Rage gives you 50% buff to your damage as well. So you combine the two that Dag does is that because Lynx will hopefully have be enraged because she's critting. So that's 50% bonus plus the vulnerable debuff on the enemies. Her ability deals a lot more damage than it should definitely then, right? So yeah, it makes perfect sense. And for those who don't use Lynx, I will say she may not seem that great when you first use her because her ability really isn't that good when you think about it uh, because it doesn't crit. It does take out quite a few little guys, but her, the amount of damage that she does with her uh, skills, because she has multiple skills to help with crit and her speed. And then you add rage on top of that. And she just goes insane. And one of the things that a lot of people have asked in the past is we want to see how much damage everybody, every hero does at the end of a match right? How much damage did they take? How much damage did they do? All that kind of stuff. I would love to see those stats because I want to see how much she does comparatively to, uh, say, Salva, who is known to be one of the best, if not the best DPS in the game. Well, beside Dare, of course. But the thing is, is that I think one of the things that swung me onto Lynx initially was something that you said regarding the nine lives, right? So when she's taking damage, she drops down below X percent, she jumps back small heal and, and then she jumps back into it, right? right. So especially on those levels when you're not or those fights where you're not using a healer initially on boss, etc. 
right? It just adds that extra bit of damage in there because you have an extra DPS in your party because you're not relying on the healer. Yeah, and she can actually tank a side. Like, so when mobs are coming on both sides, she'll tank, she'll take a bunch of damage, she'll jump back, and then she'll she's back into the fight right after. Yeah. And she does damage her ability or uh, attack speed is so fast. It's 1.3 and then has the haste. So basically every second hit, she does a second hit, a free hit, basically. So if the mobs are a little bit too tough to kill on one shot, a lot of times she'll basically do it on one shot because she does it, does that second attack. So Mm. she clears those guys so quickly and she's got the same defense and protection. So any gear really helps her out and it's actually pretty good on both sides. So it doesn't matter what kind of damage they do. She's one of my favorite uh, heroes for sure. Well, definitely. And I think talking about favorites was, um, what did you think of um, the new waves, right? This is something that uh, it's kind of like evolved over time over the past few months as such where waves have just had this change, right? The whole mood of waves. Exactly but it's changed. the same thing over and over again. So whenever you saw that big egg come across and he's shooting these like uh, sound waves or whatever and hitting your entire team, as soon as I saw him coming down, I'm like, okay, whatever. Just might as well just end the, the level and move on. I'm not beating him at the higher levels. And so I don't like you have this one enemy and they're so tough and you have a sigil. So you're stunning them the whole time or you have a Rihanna or whatever. They're stunned the entire time. They're not doing damage. Your healer doesn't even need to use their ability because you're constantly healed anyway. What's the point? Like, how is that fun? It's to me, it's not fun waves. I, I still don't overly care for it. I do it on auto. I try a few times. I do it on X2, whatever. It's not one that I look forward to. Yeah, I mean, waves I've always enjoyed to a certain extent. And I think that it's definitely pushing the envelope now and what they're trying to do. Because what we had was that we have the swarms of enemies coming at you. They're also coming a lot faster, right? So I think we have spoken about it the last episode was, wouldn't it be cool if the mobs came at you like every 30 seconds or every minute, right? So it doesn't matter where you are on the current uh, level or that enemy, but they should come at you anyway. And that, that's what happened, right? So there was there were a few stages where literally I got smacked down. It is like, okay, yep, I'm still on this wave. Next wave came in. And I'm like, okay, well, guys, hold on a sec. Just give me a second to breathe. And it's like, yep, sorry, not going to happen. Here's the third wave coming. Here's a fourth wave. And yeah, it was, I was just toast. <laughs> so that was a... Uh, fun change in there as well yeah no the overwhelming is uh is always fun but it's again sometimes the overwhelming when the enemy is too strong to take care of right i'd rather yeah, see overseer, the overseer was just ridiculous but even not even the overseer if say the the was it the spiders that were like super super strong sometimes and it takes a while to go and then there's just a bunch of them and they're all coming at you and it's like you're not even giving me a chance Right. I want to have that chance that if I get that lucky crit from, say, Jose, who kind of cleans out the entire crew, but you're just keep on throwing these uh, massive waves at me, which is just too much to handle, would be more fun than, oh, you're sending a bunch of them. 
but I'll never have time to kill them. It's basically the same thing as deeper dungeons with the shades. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, if they, they target the wrong guy, you're basically done. So it's just like, it's one of those, like, feel bad. You know, you're going to lose. You don't even have a chance. You're like, okay, whatever. He has a, participa- he has a participation trophy. <laughs> uh, though the one thing we didn't talk about uh, race it was all arranged that was kind of fun i don't really have anything special to say about that yourself yeah it was fun i mean uh at first i looked at it and i was like okay yeah let's see who we're gonna use and i was like oh oh okay so i can't use auto i can't use salva i can't use x and then but then i actually managed to pull through a really fun team and i did enjoy playing playing around with with that team okay yeah no i i picked one team and i just kind of went with it and they carried me through the the whole thing and again those tickets you know i set a timer i try to get them and so it is what it is (laughs) yeah because um i actually ended up buying my tickets at close to midnight so the kids were asleep, wife was asleep, I couldn't sleep, so logged on, finished off my five tickets, bought the uh, headsets in the store, and went ham, and uh, yeah, managed to finish the event. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's what I want to try to do, and because you're not sure of how the drops are going to be and what your time's going to be, sometimes it's like, oh, should I buy tickets? Should I not buy tickets? Am I going to miss out? whatever so this time i just let it go i didn't i tried not to buy any tickets and i was able to finish and but i can't rerun them rerunning a lot of events is what i like to do but it is what it is i i like that aspect of dropping one at a time much better than the full four but i'll leave that at that on the buying of tickets one thing that i must say is what i tend to do is i won't buy the 10 sets in one go i'll buy one set i'll finish those so my timer doesn't ever stop picking. Right. right. So then it must have been a while back when the brawls first came out. I bought all 10 sets because I didn't have time to play it. And it took me a while to burn through it. And I was like, I actually would have gotten another four tickets in that time. Right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, because sometimes you'll get pulled away from the game. I, I, I mean, I've got, I've got three kids, right? So you, so you will get pulled away from the game. So, yeah. So it's like, yeah. So... The one thing I really did enjoy from this whole event, though, was the way that they handled the totalizer this time around. So I don't know if you really noticed, but that the gold chest, which is always at the 50,000 mark, is exactly where it was, where it usually is. But they added all the way up to 65,000 this time to get that epic, the uh, hypnotic disc. And a lot of people didn't reach it. And I think it made people a little bit sad that it's like, oh, why is it so much, you know, can reach it. But when you think about it, it's remove those 15,000 and you have your usual totalizer. The mm. fact that they didn't uh, kind of remove the the meat. The normal yeah, yeah, they didn't meet. They didn't remove the the majority of what's there. They just added extra because we had an extra event with the Friday. And so anybody who can reach the top epic, then that's great. If you can't reach it, then hopefully you got to the 50 and got your gold chest and go from there. But I thought that was great. What about you? I think that it always reminds me back to the early events. I remember when the hammer first came out, you and Jen got the hammer. I didn't get the hammer because I didn't hit the, the totalizer on that event. There were a few events that I didn't hit the totalizer and I was like, okay, crap. And uh, I think it's something that we all need to think about is 
the totalizer is there, but not everybody's going to be able to hit it, to hit, hit, hit that final reward. And sometimes it's kind of like that, well, you know what, maybe you just need that little bit extra push or something else like that to get that final reward. I mean, you had Anch, the new hero, and he was available at 30,000, right? So it wasn't that, okay, yep, here's a new hero, get 5,000 event points, and here you go, right? So the events do require you to do quite a bit of work, and I think that the uh, rewards justify that as well. Yep. Now, talking about that uh, top-end reward, Hypnotic Disc, this is the reason why we're going to talk about PvP Castle today. So what this disc does, and I'll read it from here, Hypnotic Disc, full value, it gives you a plus 10 critical chance, 30% health, and on critical, trapped for five seconds. Now that's the important one. Now for those who are unfamiliar with trap, I am going to go and take a look at my friend Esepi. Where are you, my friend? There you are. So this is an ability of, which comes from his cursed net. Enemies hit by the net are trapped, unable to move and take 50% extra damage. Yes, that's really good. That at 50 extra damage. And the trapped part is they can still do their auto attack. They can still fire long range attacks like their alts and stuff like that. It traps heroes like Otto, Salva, Elsie, anybody who moves, they're trapped. But the fun part with the trapped is Esepi himself with his captain's clout, which says when an enemy becomes trapped, the entire squad gains charge. Cooldown five seconds. At full rank, at rank three, it's a charge of 30 seconds. Perhaps tell the people why this is good. Cool. So let's take one of our favorite magic damage healers, Mala. When Mala kills a mob with her ability, she gains 30% charge. If you put this on Mala, for example, so for waves I used on Mala, simply because I knew that I wouldn't have that double tap. So she would kill an enemy, but she would also be critting. So therefore, she would actually be gaining 60% charge on her ability, right? Straight off the bat. For me, that's something massive, right? You're talking about a hero. Let's say it's, for the sake of math, she has a 10-second charge for her ability. Now her ability for charge time is 4 seconds. So all of a sudden, you, you're basically chaining your ability so much faster for the entire team that it makes a massive difference. Now, if you're looking at Castle, you can now use the team's abilities, Neuros, Pushback, Autos, Jump, Salvas, uh, Tower Killer, etc. There's so many synergies that you can use within Castle that just weren't viable before, but it also changes the entire landscape, right? Right. Now, one of the caveats in this is that you need to run a Sepi, who isn't the best of the best, but his leader ability makes up for it in ways, right? Yeah, I mean, this is, is, is a similar thing to Klex, right? Where you have... Uh, so Klex is a support hero, right? And his ability perfectly fits the name. 
he is there to support the team. Right. And I think Isepi is kind of fitting into that role as well because his ability is there to support him. And when it first came out, we were all like, crap, what does it do? Oh, it's affected by prot, but okay, it doesn't hold on for that long. It's really that useful. And then you kind of like, well, if I don't have a amulet, I can therefore use Isepi, but we had Amulet. So it kind of was like, well, he was kind of like a wasted hero as such. And I, and I remember Jen was kind of like, Isepi is going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome. We tried him out and he's like, yeah, I got him. I bought all the cards and everything else. And he was like, okay, now what do I do with him? <laughs> and I think for a while we all teased him about it. But now he's, but I think Jen's the last man standing on this one. He's, he's laughing the loudest. <laughs> he really is because... Giuseppe now is his team. I mean, he's going to be, it's going to be the the CC crew. So the crowd control team, which is basically running rampant in the meta, just dominated. And now you have this other team with Giuseppe. Because you are essentially with, with the gear, you're putting it on somebody who can crit. So uh, say somebody with a really fast uh, attack, Ualt, Aelion, whatever and if they crit early you have your charge and you can use your neuro faster you can use your salva faster and whatever depending on how you want to build your team so you're going to beat you're going to be ahead of the game of the cc team but that cc team at the same time isn't a dead team because if they have the perfect cycle going good luck using all your charge that's up there and waiting to be used, but you're crowd controlled, so you're not doing anything. So how, how do you see that the team being built and how do you see that team beating the the, the CC meta? So I was actually chatting to Broho about this before the event. So this is about a week before the event. So we were going through the, uh, the patch notes and we were just discussing it. And from there, we were like, okay, well, who, who would be best place? And I was thinking somebody like, who else? Right, because Zapkos has a fast attack speed, etc. And Bro mentioned, well, what about Aelion? He has a, an extra 6% crit from his abilities, uh, from his skills. On top of it, he's ranged and he has a high amount of prop. And he also pointed out that your range tend to attack before the, the melee even meet each other. So basically, if I'm running it on Aelion, the current build that I have on him now, has him around 45, 46% crit. So he's already getting that attack off. And if that first attack crits, my team gets that charge and they can basically get their abilities off before the CC team even has a chance to do anything, right? So it's, so it's a matter of a race then. And it's, and, and, and it's luck, right? If he, if he doesn't get a crit on their first attack, then... Yeah, Walt and Makash are going to uh, lock me down and it's going to be a bit more drawn out for a loss for me. But it's a chance for me to take. Yeah, and I go a different, a completely different way because one of the things that we're not really talking about here is the extra 50% for those that are trapped. So if you're going with what I've been trying, so I've tried a few different teams with this and I am using a lot of damage. So currently I'm running with uh, Mala because it's fire day. So I figured I'd give her a shot. So Mala, Dare, of course, Asepi, Neuro, and I forget who my next one is. 
Oh, just uh, whatever tank I, I want to use. So I've tried Rom. I've tried the new guy, Anch. Uh, I'm sure Otto would do well as well, just to be able to move forward. But basically, that's that's without any kind of crowd control in and of itself. Because I'm just like, okay, I'm going to wait until I have an opportunity. And once I start to cycle my powers, they will constantly be up and ready to use. So instead of cycling your CC, I'm cycling damage. So by cycling that that damage, you're now in the forefront and you're killing all of your opponents. And then their spawn time gets longer and longer as the game goes on and as they die more often. So that's where I'm going. And the games that I've played so far, the CC teams that I've matched up with against always kind of seem to get the upper hand on me right away because they have so much control, which is what they're supposed to do. And they're pushing me back. But if they if I get one chance, one opportunity and their cycle isn't perfect and I can launch a couple of damage attack and I kill a couple of their guys, all of a sudden now we're back in the middle. They can't push me back anymore. Their CC is just not strong enough to hold me off to constantly be killing and and uh, sending them back to the spawn point, right? So uh, to me, that's where it is. So if they can get the perfect cycle, I'm I'm toast. Uh, I played a game with the, against Barry Voice, and he completely destroyed me because he had the perfect cycle. We played again, and I was able to beat him because he was just missing that little range for to get to my castle. So I think that's where where it stands, right? It's going to be a good balance, I think. Yep, yep. I mean, we just need to. Very. <laughs> <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, you, you when uh, when you, you were that, waiting just, for that, weren't you? <laughs> I was waiting for it. So yeah. So Dart and I had a bit of a day going when I'll be able to throw yup the up into the uh, podcast this week. So, well done. Well done. Nice to get it done. <laughs> so. Um, when you're talking about your team layout, I was actually thinking was, so when you deal damage to an enemy, it first deals the effects. So trapped would work first. It would give you the 50% boost to your damage, and then your damage is applied. So therefore, what you, what you were saying was, by putting disc onto damage dealer, it definitely does make sense because... And also with the amulet, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so the thing is, is that because they both provide the 50% damage boost, I don't think they stack. But oh, they do. Does... They do. Okay. Yeah. Adriana, they had a conversation. I think it was Fugs that went over to Adriana to get some confirmation who went to the uh, developers. And they said that if it's uh, trapped and then trapped again, they, it won't stack. But if it's trapped, vulnerable, then uh, whatever else, rage. And all that would they will all stack. They'll all stack. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So everything stacks as long as it's not the same ability or the same um, effect. Okay. Well, then you're basically getting 100% damage boost on top of the crit uh, damage from uh, Amulet as well. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's perfect. I mean, it makes that's so much more damage than right. I mean, it's insane. You'll be able to wipe out that team pretty quickly. And, and as you said, right, it breaks the CC cycle, right? And if, if you kill up two-thirds of their team, it's going to be extremely hard for them to get that cycle going again. 
Yeah, because if Neuro is, and especially if you have a jumper, like I said, I've tried Anch, and Anch is pretty good because he kind of does the auto thing, and he can tank a little bit more. So if you're throwing Anch up close to their castle, then Neuro comes out, and Neuro is stuck there, right? He can use his ability to kind of push up a little bit, but not too uh, not too far. Like, you're keeping their guys up by their castle. So I, I've really liked it. It's actually getting me excited to play castle again. And it's all due to this one epic that allows a Seppi to give that charge way more consistently almost every five seconds, right? Yeah, and I think uh, who was a vessel had tried him out a few months ago. And he was like, yep, he's pretty cool, but is he enough? And yeah, I guess with this item, in it just makes a massive difference to the gameplay. And I think that's something that we don't, tend to realize is that we see a hero and kind of like, yeah, the hero is okay, or he kind of sucks, so we don't have an idea of where that hero is placed, but we just don't have that foresight to see exactly, okay, what, what, what do the devs have planned? Because they have these items, they have trapped and right? And we were like, okay, what does trap do? Then Zasha came out a couple of events later, and she was like, okay, so then she deals more damage to trapped enemies all of a sudden. And now you have this item that adds on top of it. So, and then we have spirit damage being thrown into the mix now, right? So there's so many new things coming in, but these effects and the synergies within the game keep on building upon themselves that it's becoming a much more interesting landscape, per se. Yeah, I actually tried Zasha, but she's only level 12 for me. And while she was good, because she does the stun with her ability... So there was that, and she kills an enemy. She can give fortitude as well. So there was a few moments where I could see she could shine if she was a little bit higher level for me. So I'll wait until I get more cards to uh, to give her a go. But I think we've rambled on enough. But I'll say that I'm really, really excited to play Castle again, which has been the first time in, what, months? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've always enjoyed Castle uh, and uh, still do. So welcome back and uh, we'll be fighting for you now. So we're going to leave it at that. Uh, we do want to announce our very last gold chess giveaway. And we have a winner. And that winner is Soul Rebel. I'm not sure what team he's associated with, what clan, but congratulations, Soul Rebel. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, reach out to me. If I don't hear from you, I'll uh, reach out to you and give you that gold chest. Yep. Soul Rebel, big congrats to you. And thanks for taking part in the draw. And now on to our last call. So I'm going to take this one, perhaps, if you don't mind. Yes. With the final chest awarded in our gold chest giveaway, I would like to say a massive thank you to Adriana for helping us out. It was super important that we had someone that the community could trust to do the draws for us. And she fit the bill perfectly. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your little videos were so much fun and we really appreciate it. And of course, thank you to the Dark Fire Heroes team for making this happen. And with that, we're at the end of our show. So on behalf of Brabu and myself, have fun storming the castle.